You're listening to In Cahoots, a Mum Heart Australia podcast. I'm Lacey. And I'm Karina. And we're joining homeschool mums across the country, sharing our stories and encouraging each other, because everything's better when you do it with a friend. today with Rebecca. So hello Rebecca. Hello Karina. Hi, it's really nice to have you. I have never met Rebecca before so this is going to be yeah, very educational <laughs> for me. Uh, she's a friend of Karina's actually. She's a very good friend of mine. We've had, had a lot of things that we've done together over the oh. years and a lot of connections. So I'm enjoying being able to ask Rebecca some questions <laughs> that I probably know a lot of the history about but um, it'll be good for you to Get to know her as well. Yeah. yeah. It's well worth getting to know. Oh, oh good. thanks I, very much for having me here. So, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> let's do it. We like to start each episode by just saying what we've been doing during the week. So, Lacey, what have you been doing this week? Well, oh, that's a bit of... Oh, going to say I'm actually being a bit deceptive. It's not something that I have been doing already, but something that I've got on my plate for this week that I have to start is that we're going away on a holiday in a week's time. So mm. I just, lying in bed last night, I started to think through all the things that I have to do to go away on this holiday. And there's a lot of preparation there is. to get the family away. We are um, Yeah, we're going to a sleepy little seaside town that doesn't have a grocery store. So I've just kind of realised, oh, okay, not only do I have to wash all the clothes, get everything ready and packed mm. and stuff, but I have to have all of our food. Meals planned. Organised, yeah. So I think this week I'm going to be doing a, a cook two, freeze one sort mm-hmm. of scenario with all of our meals. So hopefully I can take pre-frozen mm. meals and give myself a little bit of a that break. That helps and... with your holiday too, yeah. Yeah, mm. so that's on my plate now. Like After mm. we record this, I've got to go home and write a big list <laughs> or many <laughs> yes that's right I, yeah sections of lists yes mm-hmm. actually yeah. something we found really helpful when we're going away on on holidays is i have a list book a book dedicated to oh, all my lists really? <laughs> I, yeah I, it's like a sport in my life <laughs> but i um i write you know sections of lists this is this kid needs this and these are all the mm-hmm. outdoor things we need and whatever and my husband really likes it because he can say what can i do and I can say, here's a list. Yes. And he can go through and, and work Check it all out. Something off for yeah. you. And then at the other end, when we have to pack everything up to come home, it's all there in the book and I can remember, yep, oh, we oh. brought all these things. Yes. So. Good idea. Yep, we've Good done idea. it a few times now. It works well for us. Yep. Great. Mm. How about you, Rebecca? Well, um, I've been doing some reading, like always. Um so uh, catching up on reading, uh, we have a book club uh, with a group of um, three or four homeschool moms. Uh, we are very much Charlotte Mason and classical type. So um, every once in a while we'll um, choose a book to read together. And so recently I've been reading this one by Joshua Gibbs. His book, I think it's his first one called How to Be Unlucky. I, I love the name straight away. It's actually recommended by... Um, a friend in our book club so she said this is a good read and so we all jump onto that book and in this book Joshua gives actually talking about his journey of reading Boethius the uh, Consolation of Philosophy which is a classic so <clears throat> that book itself um, Boethius himself is a fascinating fascinating writer um, I've been 
um, hearing his name for a long time. So I think opportunities comes up. So we are actually doing two books uh, at once in this book club. So I'm reading Joshua Gibbs' How to Be Unlucky and the Boy Fears, uh, the uh, Consolation of Philosophy. So it's been um, a very um, enjoyable um, um, reading, but also lots of uh, reflection and meditation. And on the sideline, I just picked up uh, Marcus Aurelius, um, the, uh, what's the name of his book? You know, the really famous one. I know the Chinese name. I forgot about that. So he's a very... Marcus Aurelius. Yeah, I've heard that name, yeah. but I'm yeah. completely um, blanking on Jordan the title. Jordan Peterson yeah. constantly talking about that book. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, so so I got that book as well. So as a, you know, I, I picked that one and flipped through a few pages. We'll um, find out what it is and we'll put it in yeah. the show notes so that yeah. people can Yeah, yeah. So it. so it's so interesting that when you're looking back, all these famous um, ancient um, uh, scholars or councils or emperors, because Marcus Aurelius was a um, Roman mm -hmm. emperor. You know, a very cruel one because he started a lot of that. You know, he, he during his uh, time he started one of the most um, uh, cruel persecution to Christians, okay. apart from Nero. Um, but in terms of his philosophy, his um, you know his way of how to governing country, he has a lot of gold in it. So mm -hmm. so so here's here you are. You have you got truths everywhere. Even you know their their truths can be spoken by good people, but also by bad people. Um, I think that's something I learned from homeschool journey because we uh, did a lot of uh, reading like Augustine's uh, Confession, mm -hmm. uh, City of God. So one of the things Augustine keep coming up with is plunder the Egyptians. Yes, I've mm. heard that before. Yeah. yeah, so the Egyptians have a lot of bad things, but we can use it because it originally come from God. Mm. So as Christians, we should claim our right and use it. So. All truth is God's truth. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Sounds very, very <laughs> mentally stimulating. <laughs> yeah, not quite on the same level as writing lists. <laughs> oh wow! I like being stimulated by you. And looking through her bookshelf is honestly, you come home. Wow! One day I'll get to that level of reading those books. I think it's, it's good to have friends like that that inspire me. Yeah. To well, things. I do list too. I do book list. Book list. <laughs> completely different as well it's not not much reading but um my kids have grown out of all of their winter clothes and mm. you know, I notice it more in winter because the legs get short and the yeah it's so much more obvious isn't it it is oh. so I've had a huge week of cutting out a whole heap of things and went to the fabric shop yesterday with my mum and had the most wonderful day out mm. so my coming week will be sewing up all the things I've cut out and using the fabric I bought. So, oh. What sort of fabric stores do you like to go to? My absolute favourite is called The Fabric Store in Brisbane. It's in the Valley. Yes. They sell a lot of Liberty and Merino kind of fabrics. Um, beautiful quality, beautiful quality. Mm. Is that where you went? So that's where we went yesterday, okay. yes. They had their big half-yearly sale on. So you can't miss that. We're, no, that's right. So we just went. Mum and I went down for a girls' day out and had coffee, went fabric shopping and come home. That's really lovely. delightful. Mm. Mm. 
Yes. And your your fabric shopping must be guilt free. Mine's always a little bit guilt laden because I bought, buy more fabric than I can use. Yeah. And I'm buying fabric and I know that I've got plenty in my cupboard that I haven't yes. used. To but me, you actually sew all the things that yeah. you buy. This so. is really updating the children's wardrobe. It's it's going fabric shopping instead of clothes shopping for me. So yeah, yeah it is like just well they need tracksuit pants, so or jeans or whatever they might need. So I'll go and buy the fabric for that. Yeah, that's yeah. very guilt-free. Yeah, it is yeah. guilt-free, yeah. yeah. I must admit, there's a few Liberty pieces that come home that were not essential, but just <laughs> they're pretty. snuck their way in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. Very good. So, Rebecca, it will be helpful for me as well as our listeners to find out a little bit more about your family. So tell us um, about your family. Okay, um... Well, I met Doug when he was working in China, and that's where we get married. Um, and um, we moved back to Brisbane 2001. I stayed here for a few years. That's where we had Alex. So we have only one child. And then um, God called us back to China. So we stayed in China. We stayed in Shanghai for uh, another seven years before we finally moved back um, to Brisbane. I think it's 2011. Mm-hmm. So I've been in Brisbane since then. So mm-hmm. we're uh, kind of traveling family for a while, especially when Doug was working in China. We, um, we uh, travel internationally um, quite frequently I would say um but coming back um to Brisbane is good it's really good um so 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 yeah so for Alex he has always been homeschooled um how old is he he's 15 okay and and Doug's not Chinese he's not Chinese yeah he's British he's British yes okay yeah. So a real mixture of cultures, because yeah. obviously people can pick up from your accent that you are Chinese, and you grew up Chinese with Chinese, Chinese. Not, not, not Western no. influence at all. You were very much a Chinese yeah. family that you grew up with. Yeah, yeah, I guess you can say that. Yeah, totally, you know, growing up being brainwashed and everything. <laughs> An interesting period in China's history. Indeed, oh, indeed, yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. speak any English before you met Doug? Um, or much English? Um, my mum is an English teacher. Okay. So, so I, so, so I guess, um, to her language is important, and um, because I grew up in Shanghai, the uh, education, especially English education, started really young. Like I think grade three, uh, we have English as uh, one of the key subjects. Okay. So, so yeah. But Doug will be the main reason why I can speak fluent English. Yes. Otherwise, otherwise I'll just be, you know, have to read that from script because it would not be yeah. that fluent. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, how many people yeah. learn a, a language <laughs> at school and then never use, <laughs> use it again? It. And yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. And living in Australia for this long, no doubt you've yeah. picked it up. It's become Absolutely. more natural to you yeah. as well. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you like, what makes you tick. Okay. Um, you probably hear from what I, you know, uh, talk share my love with books before. I, I love books. Um, I think this is really this homeschool journey helped me find out who, um, well, find out a bit more about myself. You know what Socrates said about you know, um, this whole meaning of being a human being is know thyself. I think you know God speak to us in very different ways through circumstances through good ones bad ones through different people and every time you have this encounter um 
you find out a little bit more about yourself. And for me, the last uh, 15 years of homeschooling definitely uh, mm. has found more and more about myself. So um, I love books. Um, I think that love has uh, just helped me keep developing my uh, my strengths, my character. Um, uh, what sort of books do you like to read? Um, Your favorite genre? Um, I would say classics. Okay. Um, that's a developing thing as well. Uh, if I look back ten years ago when I, well, yeah, when I first started homeschooling, I probably will be reading, um, um, like books on the bestseller. Not that they are bad. Um, but fiction, modern day fiction. Um, not even that. Probably, um, yeah, maybe like Bill Bryson type of, you know, funny. Sure. Yeah, that that sort of mm-hmm. stories. Um, but um, because I have to focus on, you know, um, education and homeschooling all of that. So so I do find that God's invisible hand been guiding me. So um, been reading a more and more classics ones, and they are classic for a reason. You know, those books stay on the bestseller list. Uh, for the last two thousand years, for a reason, because they actually uh, convey a message very, very well in mm. in the simplest way. So, well, I uh, uh, started reading. Um, so, Boethius is one of my um, recent passion. But before that, would be a little bit Plato, um, like him, um, and. Um, well done. <laughs> yes. I, I tried Plato and it makes my head hurt. Uh, my goodness. Um, and and, and what the um, a lot of Chinese ancient um, poetry sure. history that sort of thing. I wouldn't uh, say it is because you know uh, my own doing. I really feel that it's God been guiding me on this, and mm. He has prepared me. And so when the time is ready, the book is you know, will be presented to me and I start reading and I find it's just so easy. So, mm, you know, don't true. get discouraged that, you so know, I'm just, not really doing anything special. <laughs> you're just taking it one step. You've just grown in your reading journey. Yeah. Does Alex share your love of reading and similar reading or does he have different interests? I know he reads well, a lot. But... Yeah, yeah. I think I'm definitely reading and read aloud plays a big part in our homeschool. Um, he is reading um, Ovid. Um, so that's a ancient yeah. Greek um, right. uh, dude. <laughs> uh, he's been reading Ovid. Um, I think he has. Uh, we've read uh, quite a few um, classics together, like Xenophon, uh, the Long March, which is brilliant. Uh, Julius Caesar, Gallic War. That's another really good read. Um, you know, so war Sam- story. You know, boys like war story. So, mm-hmm. yeah, read Julius Caesar. You know, okay. that's really cool stuff, actually. <laughs> a lot of ancient, a lot of ancient books and ancient history, by the sounds of it. Yeah, but also he reads a lot of comics. So, yeah. um, a good so, balance. Good balance. A balanced yeah. diet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like. Right. So, why did you start homeschooling Alex in the first place? Tell us a little bit about how you got started. Okay. Oh, well, Alex was born um, in Brisbane, but six months later, we have to uh, move back to Shanghai. So, we landed in Shanghai, we started with nothing, um, but everything's good. God provides everything. So, one, uh, one Sunday, we're at church. Um, and I saw at the end of the billboard, you know, they say, oh, they got different play group, you know, for a mom and all that. So I look at it and say, oh, one looks, you know, it's the same age. And 
kind of like mommy and me thing. So I took mm -hmm. Alex along and turned out to be a homeschool uh, little play group. Oh, wow. So um, so I can see, yeah, looking back, God is there, right? And he just put us in the group. And the whole six years we were in Shanghai, we basically grew up with the group. And it's so comforting to see the other moms who have like, you know, five, six, seven children. And the older ones is leading the younger ones. The older ones teaching the younger one. And... Um, and you can see that harmony, mm -hmm. that that you know the love um, displayed everywhere. I thought, oh, this is this is good. Um, and growing up in China, I know that the uh, um, the normal way is for uh, the parents go back to well, the mom go back to work pretty much straight away. I was uh, put into kindergarten, I think uh, maybe the second month. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 When you were two months old. Yeah. When, when I was two months old. Okay. So yeah. my mom has to go back to work, otherwise she lose her job. See, that's what the system was like. They mm. do not encourage family. Yes. So you know, it's it's this way or highway. If you don't go back to work, sorry, you lose all your benefits and everything is gone. So mm. it's no choice. So I grew up. You know, taking thinking this is the norm and seeing everybody else around me being doing that. And then when it's my turn, I said, oh, I don't really like that. So, <laughs> so I got that design in my heart. I said, I don't want to put Alex, you know, into daycare. Six months, oh, he's too cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, being married to Doug, who had a different cultural upbringing, mm. helped with that, giving you a, well, you can do something different that's not just following the norm of Chinese culture? Definitely, definitely. I think um, even growing up in, you know, like Doug growing up in um, in New Zealand, he actually, you know, he was, he was born in England and then the family moved to New Zealand. So he grew up... Um, in in a very educated and civilized country, right? Mm. But even that, um, their school bully, now he had a really bad experience. I think we hear that a lot, mm. you know. Um, doesn't matter whether it's a communist China or a civilized Western country, people are people. There will yes. be, you know, good kids and some kids are not so nice. So that's just like, anyway, so he's really supportive and uh, he doesn't think, you know, there's anything wrong. And it is wrong to send you, you know, to, to put your baby your six months uh, into a full-time daycare. And the daycare um, in China is particularly bad, may I just add that. And, okay. you know, I understand there will be people, you know, um, here uh, because the government has, you know, provide a much, much, much better system. So I understand that people would do that um, for their own reason. But coming, you know, coming, if you're coming from China... Um, if you have a choice, it's best not to. But the thing is, too many people have not have not been um, shown there's a, actually another way. So mm, yeah. you're talking about millions of um, people, women, have children, and then the grandparents come moving and take care of the baby, and then the young mom go back to work. And mm. that's a norm. Mm, so, yes. so, so, so looking back, you know, you see all these things impossible. That is happening in my life. So, you know, it's not my own doing. I, I, I've, I've been put out onto this road. Yeah. Wow. And yet prepared to think differently and do some things that are not normal, which is mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. So you've got 
just Alex as an only child, which in our Australian culture and in homeschooling circles, probably especially, would seem to possibly have its challenges in, you know, a question I think every homeschooler tends to get asked by other people is, well, how do you socialise your children no matter how many you've got? But obviously with one child, it's probably more of a pertinent question that people would ask you. Yeah. But even just working with the groups, being involved in other people, how have you managed and kind of compensated for that side of things in your homeschooling journey? Well, I think, Karina, you, you know, you know, you had a really good experience with me, right? I, yeah, I probably know a lot of the answers to this one, but our listeners don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, um, you have to be proactive. Mm. That's, um, that's for me. Um, I always like people. Um, I like um, organizing things. I like doing things. And to have one child just means you got one extra reason to hang out with your friends. And <laughs> and God has given me good friends like you, Karina. So, yeah. so and you've yeah. been amazing at creating opportunities, like creating it or being part of and helping organize a book club where the children oh. go and they kind of just, it's more free play for the children mm. and the mums get together and do book clubs. You've mm. done co-ops mm. at various times. I know not that I've been involved in mm. them with you, but I know you've done things like that. Yeah. But also a lot of, you've organised a lot mm. of just play and mm. time for mm. Alex to... Yeah, there so. are a few trips. There are, um, and even up to quite recently, I organised uh, a lot of uh, activities mm. through the homeschool Facebook page. So they're like, you know, Queensland Symphony Orchestra, they do education concerts. I always organise that because, you know, music is a big thing in our family. Um, book clubs, as you say, you know, I believe it's important for moms to grow as mm. well. Um, you know, it's probably even more important for moms to, to read books and um, uh, forming you know, our own characters as we, because uh, we will be the model for our yes. children. Um, and, you know, there are so many uh, field trips and, you know, free activities, the council arranges, the library, just, you know, don't be shy, put your hand out there. There are a lot of people who, who want to come along and be mm. an encourager as well. You know, mm. especially, I guess, for us, we are kind of, you know, in here for a long time. So we uh, can share our experience and encouraging the young ones. Yes, that's right. You've kind of got a bit of experience you've Alice is now 15 and you still are involved in various homeschooling communities mm-hmm. as an encourager which is fantastic mm. I guess mm. there's also some positives in mm. only having one child sometimes I just think man, <laughs> wouldn't it be amazing if I, you know the the amount of things that I would love to do one-on-one with my children mm, but I yes. feel so spread yeah. thin I guess mm-hmm. you guys can really do deep dives into the things that you're mm. interested in and yeah. you can read aloud every single book if you need to or yeah. Yeah. yeah there's probably some really nice things about that as well yeah I I'm always a big believer in um, quality not quantity so even we have I mean Karina you know you've been to my house you you know have this uh, library I got a big big library but even that looking as a do I really need to read all of that books or do I need to just read the good books again and again? Mm. So so recently I started going back to the classics. So I said, yes, I know we've done like, you know, maybe part of Plato, part of this and that, but I think it's good to go back and read it again because same thing come around, you know, I grow, Alex grow. Mm. Um, the circumstance changes. Um, God is speaking to us in a different way. The yes. same book will give you different insight. Yeah, different seasons of life. You pick up different parts of the learnings and teachings mm. that come out of yeah. books or 
um, whether it's out of a book or out of a mm. message or out of a podcast or out of wherever you've been learning, you do mm. it at different seasons of life. You do learn different things. Yeah. So we've already touched on the fact that Alex is growing up in a mixed culture mm. household. Mm. Um, I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. How mm. have you been intentional about making sure you passed on mm. your Chinese culture? Mm. And then I suppose on the flip side of that, because you're... Chinese yourself and you mm. spend the majority mm. of the time with Alex mm. how have you had to be intentional about making sure mm. he gets some of Doug's background as well when mm. that's not your own mm. bent mm. yeah that's a great question um I think um one thing that God has blessed us with is uh, when Doug is at home he's a hundred percent at home because when we live in China he travels a lot his workload is really really heavy but um uh, when we move back to Brisbane he has um, a lot of time staying at home um, which is a real blessing because Doug has this amazing workshop probably like my library if I can say that mm -hmm. um, not to brag anything but just you know we love what we you know this sort of thing I love books Doug love his tools so he will often just take Alex to his workshop and build things together mm. and you are there you see the I've things I've seen that old car he had that they were <laughs> doing up together and things like that he yeah. really does yeah. incorporate Alex in the work yeah. he does mm. around the home yeah what mm. sort of workshop does he have did you say it's um, is it cast mechanical stuff or is it woodwork or a bit of everything bit of everything okay. yeah he's very handy yeah. hands-on handyman yeah so so small things like fixing cars at a few times two years ago i had a bad run of just keep you know um puncture my tire so a few times you know alex is the only one there so you know he changed the tires in like less than five minutes i was mm. so happy to say thank you god thank you doug <laughs> teaching him how to do that sort of thing because i still don't know how to change a tire so it's just so hands-on so um uh, I think it's so important for kids to know how to work with their hands. Mm. They, they, you know, we give them a lot of knowledge, but the dads can give them a lot more practical life skills. We yes. need a real man. We need a lot mm. more real men in this world, right? They, they, they need to know how to work with their hands. So I'm very thankful that Doug is that kind of very masculine, you know, a manly man. He will take Alex mowing the lawn, chopping down trees, um, build a little, you know, hut for the animals uh, on the property, all those sort of, you know, just amazing things. Mm. Um, yeah, so so I think it's a really good combination because I probably spent a little bit too much time in reading, but Doug came, came along and he, you know, is able to take Alex out um, in the oven, into the bush. And, you know, practical side of things. Yeah, yeah. So have you kept up um, Chinese language lessons? Has Does mm. Alex speak I, I have seen his bookshelf in his room and i have known that i can't read half the books <laughs> on his bookshelf because they're written in chinese mm. so how have you how have you done that have you um okay um when we first started chinese i actually have a, a tutor in shanghai teaching him um via skype so that has you know been going along for two years um it's going really well um, but the textbook they're using in China because it's, you know, I've been through it myself. It's, you know, it's, it's, especially compared to Charlemagne's and classical literature, there's no comparison, right? So I said, well, look, you know how to do all the basic stuff. You have a, enough vocabulary now. Let's do something real. So um, I started with him reading, uh, um, basically dive straight into the ancient Chinese uh, literature. 
um, the Confucius one, um, some of the ancient poetry. I think um, the reason I want him to learn Chinese not so much to um, be be fluent in Chinese because that's a technique. That's something he can pick up, you know, anytime. You know, I want to give him a foundation that if he needs to go back to China, with that foundation, he can pick up the uh, the spoken language very quickly. But also, is I want to nurture that love for for something the beautiful and good. And Chinese history, you know, has a huge amount of those. Um, literature that's so beautiful and good, like ancient. and translations probably yeah. lose something Love. in exactly. the process. Exactly. Mm. So, um, so my 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 goal is not so much to have a product at the end of the homeschool journey. It's just I have to nurture that love. I have to kind of guide it and show him. It's like putting on a buffet. I gave him all the best things, and I said, "This is what I can offer." Now I'm gonna do my best to, to help you to enjoy that, right? Because some of the things are hard. Nobody just pick up a plate and say, "Oh, I really like it." <laughs> it you've got to um, learn the life skills and the discipline to, you know, continue mm. through when it is hard yeah. because there's a purpose at the end too, exactly, and a desire to mm. put in the effort no yeah. matter how hard that comes. Yeah, which is just part of the training and probably something that Alex, or any children, but in your case, Alex picks up through observing his parents too because oh. I know both you and Doug Doug's studying again now oh. as a later in life and oh. you just hearing your reading list <laughs> obviously both of you are prepared to oh. challenge yourself and continue learning and growing oh. and I think just that being part of that environment and growing up in it the children oh. then pick that up too don't they oh. yeah I think also music um learning an instrument it's a it, it's a really good practical way to Feel that you know the you're talking about uh, perseverance, mm. uh, doing the simple things, and then building up to something more complicated, and 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 you can enjoy that. Yeah. I'm just so thankful that you know he had Alex had good um, piano teacher along the way that each of them help him uh, in either in skill in appreciation of music or the whole philosophy of you know how do you sing music, um, and it first of all it needs practicing. Yes. Lots, yes. very boring <laughs> practices. Yeah, yes. yeah. Mm. Um, but the end result after I, I think he's in his maybe eight years now, uh, doing piano. He is reaping the award. The other day he played tennis a bit too much. He did like three hours nonstop tennis. <laughs> um, at the end he his arm is so he can't uh, practice piano properly. Mm. So he had to stop for three days. At the end of the three days, at the fourth day, he came along. He playing some Beethoven stuff. He came afterwards, he finishes it. Mom, I didn't realize how much I miss music. Oh. It's good to play Beethoven again. <laughs> it's nice though that children can get that, and I suppose we all can, mm. from a wide range of experiences. You know, obviously for you guys, mm. reading and music has been a big mm. part of it. Some mm. families are really into sport, and I know yeah. that their children yeah. start sports at a young age and yes. really go deep into mm. a particular sport, and they yeah. build their culture around that. But, yeah. So it probably doesn't really matter what the tool is that you use, but as mm. long as your child is getting that experience at persevering and, as you say, building a skill yes. over a long period of time and, mm. and becoming yeah deeply skilled at something rather than yeah. just you know getting the... 
the uh, how to yeah well the, the Google version how how to do this really quickly yeah. Yeah. isn't that what we right. what we do yes that's definitely in this culture these days it's that oh well, how can I do it quick and as soon as something gets hard there's a tendency to oh well yeah. I'll give up now mm. um, but that oh well I need to it might be six months of work or it might be two weeks mm. till I've pushed eight through years. this session or eight years <laughs> yeah. but there's it's worth it at the end and that is such a great life skill mm. yeah. yeah. So as we um, head towards wrapping up, we'll ask you a couple of quick questions. Okay. Do you have any hidden talents that we haven't brushed on already? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Talking too much. Do <laughs> <laughs> you very passionate about your um, um, topics and, and um, share your information? Yeah, yeah. One one of our motto in our um our book club is uh, our book club called Digressia. Okay, di di digressia come from um, uh, Greek word I think or Roman. No, I think it's a Latin word. Uh, digressio means digress, right? Yes. Do you know back oh. in Middle Ages, uh, digression, uh, di digress, right? It's actually a virtue. To digress you know? off a topic. Yeah, it's a virtue. You know why? Because everything's connected. Sure. Everything is God's truth in it. You can wander from one particular truth onto the next because they're all connected. Mm. So I'm a good at digressing. <laughs> <laughs> and your book club and book club's even named in, in the honour. So there you go. That is a hidden talent because it most is. people wouldn't call it a talent. So it's very yes. hidden. Yes. It's very hidden. Exactly. <laughs> I've got one more quick question. You are very well read. But if you had one resource for mums to continue their education, what would you recommend? Mm, mm. That's a great question. I would strongly recommend the Cersei Institute. Oh yes. Actually, yes. can I can I recommend another one? Certainly. I mean, they kind of you know come um, together. The other one is Roman Rose Media. Um, Sorry, Roman Ro Rhodes Media. Yeah, Roman Rhodes Media. And we'll link to these in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Wes Callahan, he is a yeah. great. A uh, storyteller. I I call him the modern day Aesop. You know, he is able. He reads so much, and he's able to just sit there with his you know bag uh, full of you know books, and which is you know hard to concentrate on his story because I can't <laughs> <You can try laughs> read the titles on the books. Yes, yes. But he has this master storytelling skill. Okay. He was you know he was just sitting there casually talking about Iliad about Odysseus, about, you know, Nero, about oh, wow. Jesus, um, all these stories come alive. And he's the one who had give us this digressive idea. Okay. So, so yeah, so okay. two things, Roman Rose Media, Circe. Okay. Circe. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I think we've just about run out of time here today, but gee, it's been nice having you, having you come and have a visit and mm. talking to you for our podcast. It's mm. been really lovely. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me again. No, it's fantastic. I think a lot of people will be very inspired by, I guess, how intentional you've been about your own education and reading widely and reading things that would stretch you and are not mm. just a quick, you know, beach read. Um, I think a lot of people will really, yeah, be inspired by mm. that and take something from that. You, you can all dust off your Plato if you've got it. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> But also remember, you started with a light reading, and this has been a gradual progression. You exactly. don't have to jump into the the deep end with it. Exactly. Yeah. Start where you are, and just take one step after the next. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. It's been great having you join us today. Whether you've been doing the dishes, folding the laundry, or maybe even getting some exercise, 
Thanks for sharing this time with us. To find us online, you can search for Mum Heart Australia for our website, our Facebook or Instagram. Feel free to leave us any questions or comments and maybe you could share this episode with a friend if you think that they might be encouraged by it. Thanks for being in cahoots with us today.